Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to A Visit on the Mound. I'm Lark Smith, and he is... Stan Huff. And today we want to talk about spring training because we're in February, and Major League Baseball is about to start up spring training, pitchers and catchers reporting. I did notice that there's one thing a little bit different about pitchers and catchers reporting this year, and that's because this is a year of a World Baseball Congress. And some of those pitchers and catchers are going to report a little bit earlier because they're going to be playing for their national countries or whatever. I, I, I'm not real sure about this World Baseball Congress deal other than it's just more baseball to watch. But anyway, that's what I understand. They're going to report a little bit earlier, but still, uh, spring training. you got the Grapefruit League, you got the Cactus League. The Grapefruit League over in Florida, the Cactus League over in Arizona. Uh, I've made it a goal of mine that one of these days I'm going to take a week to go out to Arizona, out to Phoenix, and watch baseball every day that week and go out to spring training and just enjoy what goes on during spring training. Now, you have been a part of spring training in your baseball playing career, and the first question I have for you is, what is a non-roster invitee and how much opportunity will they have to become a roster player? I was that guy. You was that guy? Yeah. How many times? Multiple times. <laughs> We're not going to go. Anyway, you get there. As a catcher, I was catching a lot of pitchers, but I got in some big games and did pretty good. But uh, it's it's not like that was uh, essential because those guys were getting their work in Major League guys are getting their work in, and we were their components, as you say, to uh, as you see, to to uh, help them get to where they need to be. Now, as a non-roster invitee, <clears throat> you know the Major League guys are getting to know you and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, you know it's uh, it's it's interesting time frame. You know, it's had a lot of fun. It was it was interesting and definitely. Uh, to be able to do that, I thought was like uh, a dream anyway. Yeah. But you know, to get to the big leagues, okay, it's uh, got to be in the right place, right time with the right guy. Right. I mean, you, the gauntlet at the bottom is so wide. Okay, everybody gets a shot. Well, then when you get to A ball, it 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 gets a little narrower. You get to Double A, it's like the top four percent get there, and it. Triple A, it's a top two percent, and then big leagues, it's top one percent. So that 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 area of movement it becomes really tight. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate; I got to do a lot of that. Uh, anyway, it was uh, it was it was quite a quite an episode too. You know, one spring training, Willie Mays. I sat next to Willie Mays for the whole spring training, and it was. I never even thought about asking him for an autograph, <laughs> but all those guys were good ball players sure. out there at the end. Yeah. So that's what that is. Okay, so okay, when the major league players report to spring training, what's a typical spring training day for them? I mean, does it start like eight o'clock in the morning or nine? Nine? Uh, yeah, and it's uh, tell you what. Let me just let me just go through this real quick, and we'll get to that. So depends if you're driving or flying. Most guys that drive will go and get an apartment or get or rent a place. You know, usually those guys are at higher levels in, in the game. The lower level guys are going to stay at the at the at the team's hotel. Okay. Okay. So that would I would fly to spring training because I've you know 
they had a bus every day to the ballpark, and that's all I was doing. I was just going to the ballpark. Well, if I wanted to walk around town, it was usually St. Petersburg, Florida. That's where we trained when I was right. with the Mets. Right. Now, if I wanted to do something, I'd just walk. And we had places to go walk to within walking distance of the hotel, which which was fine. Now they got Uber. They didn't have Uber. <laughs> they had taxis, but taxis. they cost too much for guys that weren't making much money. Yeah, a taxi driver was making more in one trip, and we were making a whole day. <laughs> so um, we'd fly to spring training, okay? That was, yeah, the parent club sent you tickets. And they'd, they'd send instructions on what you need to do when you got there. Now, now when I fly, we flew into St. Petersburg. Actually, we landed in Tampa. And we'd take the Suncoast limousine over to uh, St. Petersburg to whatever hotel we were staying at. Mm-hmm. The best one was the Edgewater Beach Hotel. It's not there anymore, but it was on the it was on the Tampa Bay, and it was a really nice place there. And it was a good it was a nice hotel. Uh, we'd stay there, and you know, uh, we'd check in. Okay, we of course the the hotel was told to uh, tell the uh, the Mets uh, people that was in charge, you know, who was there, who wasn't, mm-hmm. all that. So they get that, they get that down. And uh, when you come in the first time, you'll see a lot of players, and you kind of get to know each other then. But if you're if you're there two or three or four years, you're seeing friends now that you can just kind of pal up to and just hey, how you been? How's mm-hmm. the winter and all that? What right. you been doing? Sure. And and that's kind of nice to be able to do that. But uh, like I said, normally it'll be a van or a bus that picks you up in the morning. And they usually pick us up around 8 o'clock. You know, we, had, we could eat in the restaurant, uh, uh, hotel restaurant there, have breakfast. And then we'd go down and f- the first bus would come and pick us up at 8 o'clock. Well, they'd go and come back. So it'd take about 15 to 20 minutes. But they only had two buses. Or, no, three buses. They had three buses. So by the time everybody's there, we usually got on the field around 9 o'clock in the morning. But as we got to spring training, though, when you got to the clubhouse, the clubhouse attendant, a guy named Tom Miller is really a nice guy, he'd have, your, he'd have, have it all ready to go for you. Now, all, your, uh, all the stuff that you'd need, like your towels, sanitary hose, because we had start syrups back then, mm-hmm. that was in your locker when you came there. And... Uh, you go uh, go to him, <clears throat> and he'd issue you a new uniform. They try to fit fit you to a size that you know they had a lot of uniforms there. They'd fit you to a size. I mean, the first year we had those old wool uniforms. Ooh. Well, they were awful. Yeah, and Especially when you're in sweating Florida. in that Florida heat, yeah, it, that stuff stays in those. And it's like carrying around ten pounds <laughs> of, of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, the next year we had to double knit, so that was a one-and-done deal. But um, anyway, they give you that. Then uh, you get a key. You got a key to your uh, – we had like a post office box. You know, those post office, you put okay. your key in and yeah. get your mail out. This was put your valuables in. You take the key to the to the window, and you get your towel and sanitary hose, okay? So you go get ready for the day. And <clears> – <throat> As the day's over, you take your sanitary hose and your towel after you showered back, and they give your key, and you go take your stuff out, leave the key in the in the uh, lockbox. The lockbox. Now, here's a funny story. I got to tell you this. Okay. Okay. 
there was a guy, and I'm not naming names, cocky, whoo, cocky. He thought the sun rose and set on his back. And uh, he didn't mind walking around talking about himself. <laughs> We've seen those. Anyway, he's okay ball player. wasn't great, though. But when you got released, let me let me hold that thought, but yeah. when you got released and you came in the next day, that key wasn't in your post office box. Okay. And you go to Tom Miller or, or – no, I can't remember the other guy's name there. He t- you need to go see the director. Well, that usually means kaput. You're yeah, out. You're, you're going home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our director at that time was a guy named Nelson Burbrink, and he was a bulldog. <clears throat> and matter of fact, if he wasn't in a good mood, you didn't want to be around him. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guy to be the whole time, but – but you didn't want to be around him because he would he could really ca- crawl down your backside pretty quick. Well, um, this guy was a high pick that I'm te- talking about, yeah. that cocky guy. Well, yeah. we decided we're gonna play a trick on him. Well, we got to the we got to the uh, ballpark ahead of him. I went over and grabbed his key. <laughs> and Tom Miller was playing along with us. I said, Tell him to go see Nelly Burbrink. And uh, <laughs> the guy comes in, you know, beating his chest and all that. He goes over. I oh, started screaming, where's my effing key? <laughs> 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 and we're sitting over there. We're chuckling, you know, and we're just kind of looking around the lockers to see what he's doing. I mean, he's raising holy hell with everybody. I'm sure. And, and hey, this ain't right. There's no way I'm going home and all this stuff. He was getting on it. I mean, he was on his soapbox pleading his case. Yeah. <clears throat> and old Tom Miller, he just looked at him and said, I'm sorry. You got to go see Nellie. <laughs> Nellie's waiting for you. Well, <laughs> Nellie didn't know anything about oh, this. No. <laughs> he goes in. Nellie, what the hell's going on? And he's really starting to swear. Nellie goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, <clears throat> my key's not my post office, my, 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 my valuables box. Nellie said, i tell you what, you better get your ass out of here and get ready on that field and quit not with this nonsense. I mean, he sent him out. I mean, it was a lot worse than that. Yeah. Okay. I'm but sure. I can't repeat yeah. all that. Yeah, I understand. We could hear it. Yeah. We could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he came out, his key was back, back in, in his, his in his locker, uh, in his post office box, and he still to this day doesn't know yeah. who did that. Uh, but unless he got, listens to this podcast, we got a kick out of it. We did. We definitely got a kick out of it. Okay, so That's let me go than on the hot here. Foot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so once once all the uniforms we get to our uniforms and get ready to go right okay that's when all the staff comes out from the rookie ball managers to the triple a managers and their and their uh, pitching coaches and all the uh, instructors come out we have a meeting and they introduce everybody okay now you're talking about at this time 
we do this twice. Pitchers and catchers are there. We get it first. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody else comes in, they do it again. Right. All right. So uh, after that, okay, we're on the field eight hours a day. Okay, the first two weeks is nothing more than we're doing ex- uh, flexibility exercises, we're stretching, we're running, we're going over defensive plays, we're doing offensive stuff, uh, picks and rundowns, cutoffs and relays, all bunt defenses and all that, and the catchers are blocking balls like mm, yeah. you ain't never seen blocking balls. Yeah, we're blocking balls. Black now, now, Clyde McCullough used to get a, a fungo on the pitcher's mound and hit them to us. Let me tell you, have you ever seen a person do that? This guy could do it, and he did it well. He'd move us to the right, move us to the left, and Cause. we'd have to block those balls. Now, he was no pushover either, so you better did it. You better do it while he was out there too. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he's going to crawl up your backside as well. Now, the first two weeks is it the intense physical training, like I said, and all the stuff that we do. Then the next two weeks, we start playing. Okay, we're playing games. This is where you make the team. Okay, well, I was fortunate. I did okay on all those. I hit good all the time in spring training. That's because I got to play. But anyway, I got to tell you about the first time I went to bat. Now, this is – this first, is, first batting spring training. For, yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. You know, we're wearing these Mets uniforms. That's really, you know, New York Mets on there yeah, and all yeah. that. I thought it was really Feel like a big cool. leaguer. Yeah, it really did. I mean, you're part of the system. You betcha. Well, Nelly comes out and said, all right, guys, we're not going to do uh, – we're not going to go through the routines this morning. We're just going to hit. Okay, this is going to be a, a good time. It's going to be a relaxed day. You're going to come in for lunch. Now, lunch, here's our lunch. It was a beef bouillon soup <laughs> with a boiled egg, a banana, or, a, or an apple, or an orange. And that was it. Wow. With a, a boiled egg. <laughs> well, anyway, in one of those big league camps, one of these reporters stuck a, <clears throat> stuck a banana in his, in his uh, briefcase. It was, gonna, it was one of these big shots, uh, writers from New York. I said, hey. That's my banana. Put it back. <laughs> and I said, and he said, who are you? I said, that doesn't matter, but you got my banana. Put it back. Well, I'm arguing with this guy. Joe Torrey walks up behind and says, what's the problem? And he knew the guy, uh, Joe or whatever, or yeah. Jim. He said, this kid wants me to put the banana back that I took. I said, that's my banana. He needs to put it back. I was going to eat it. Now he took it. He goes, Stan, he can have that banana. Leave it alone. I said, no, I want that damn banana. (laughs) It wasn't anymore. So I lost that uh, argument. Uh, Joe Torrey is the one that told the guy, I said, hey, you can have that banana, and told me to get out on the field. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right, let me go back. But the first game I ever played in was against the Cincinnati Reds team. Okay. Well, Nellie comes out and says, we're going to do the batting practice. After lunch, we're going to – we're going to play the game. Right. Well, he said, we're playing the Cincinnati Reds. They're coming over here. They'll be here at so-and-so time. I want you out on the field this time getting ready to play. Well, I'm thinking this is pretty cool. Well, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, this is for real. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it really was kind of – It sinks in. Now, Chuck Hiller was my manager, and he had – I was in the lineup, and I was batting fourth. And – 
Well, you remember these things when it's the first time it happens. You sure. Know? And I remember this kid that was pitching for Cincinnati's team. He was snarling at me. He's about six seven, and he was snarling at me. And I'm standing at the plate. And all of a sudden, my legs started shaking. <laughs> a little stage fright? <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, timeout, call timeout. I heard everybody on the, on my side over there, they were laughing. And we, didn't have, we didn't have dugouts. There were just benches right. yeah, out there right. against the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a chain-link fence. And right. They were, they were hooting and hollering. And I just looked. I got some dirt on my hands I'm wiping I'm thinking golly you're either going to do this now or you're going to take your your sissy self home right <clears throat> well I got in there worked the count I got a base hit I hit a I hit a hard ground ball right through his legs I, so my first at bat I got a hit very good I really did and that was like okay yeah that just took all the pressure off I, I did can do it. this I can do this so what was funny though was my leg shaking. <laughs> I wish somebody had a video of that because I got uh, what. Well, I guess you're born with a survival mechanism. It's Absolutely. a fear thing, you know. Yeah. You're tentative, and I guess that that for the first time in my life it really hit me that I was this is for real. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a if you can get more determined, you'll take away all the fear. Absolutely. So I got, it's a confidence factor. Yeah, it is. I said, I'm going to do this. And I got determined, and I did it. Yeah. So after that, it was uh, really, it was easy because I, I felt like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. I belong here. And then I got really got really cocky. They put me in a triple-A game, and I got a couple of hits. And then this next guy that comes in, he throws me a fastball, and I hit it 400 feet foul. And he throws another one. I hit it 400 feet foul. Well, he's, he sized me up pretty quick because the next pitch he threw was a change-up. Mm. And I about screwed myself into the ground <laughs> and struck out. <laughs> and and he, just, he just smiled as yeah. he walked off the See, field. See you, Rook. He goes, you showed me how to pitch to you. Yeah. And he told me that later. Yeah. I said, did I? Yeah. He said, those balls I threw inside after you hit the first one, I threw another one there because I knew I could get strike two on you, and you hit it foul because it yeah. was so far inside. Yeah. Anyway. That's like that curveball that they threw me that I about broke my neck trying to hit. The guy <laughs> goes, yeah, okay, we'll just keep throwing him curveballs. <laughs> Steady diet. Well, sit him on the bench real quick. Well, after that, you just go play and try to do as best you can. That's about it. So that's spring training. That spring training, I mean, you know, the the sad part about spring training is some of these guys that you get to know and you think they're really cool, you're going to be with them and all that, they didn't make it. No. And that was a that was a downer day, I can tell you, when that happened. It was yeah. a bad day. And, you know, the, the coaches and managers, that wasn't a, that wasn't a fun day for them. Oh, either. I'm sure it's not. No, it's yeah. – it's, Does that happen? Is, it, is there a particular day that they, this is the cut day? Mm-mm. It's just it goes, you know, a certain player, and all of a sudden they just realize this guy's not a fit or whatever, and says, you know, sorry, but uh, we're we're sending you home. No, I can tell you one more story. Chuck Hiller did. There was a high pick infielder <clears throat> that he started arguing with all the coaches out there. Ooh, that's he'd a wrong be, thing. He'd to be been in. around a couple of years too. Yeah. And this particular year, now I wasn't there when this happened. I just heard about it, but 
Chuck grabbed this guy by the collar, took him in there, packed his stuff for him, said, get out of here. Wow. You're not coming back. And they released him. As opposed to trade him or anything like that? No, they released him. Just released him. Yeah, so it's it's uh, you gotta you got to conduct yourself like – like a big leaguer, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I did, and sometimes I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. Anyway, well, were you 23, 24, 25 years old at that time? Yeah, well, I was like nineteen uh, or first year. I mean, yeah. well, it, later on, yeah. yeah. I, I, look, uh, this I, this kept going till I was thirty years old, thirty one. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, if, yeah, it was anyway. Okay. All right. Well, that's our time for this episode of A Visit to the Mound. We do thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comment, anything you would like for us to cover, we would like to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Visit to the Mound or visit us online at avisittothemound.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and review the podcast and be listening the next time that we make A Visit to the Mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.